0: Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. In today's episode, we have Paloma Gauzy. She is a forensic artist. Paloma, where'd you join us from?
1: Hi, I live in Alexandria, Virginia in the US.
0: I love it, but your work has taken you everywhere.
1: Yes, a little bit of everywhere. Um, I actually studied in Scotland, and um, then I went to uh, England in London um, to work and um, to do some, uh, you know, consulting work in forensics. And then uh, um, I ended up here in the U.S. and I've been here for five years, and I have a full-time job here as a forensic artist. Congratulations! Some, thank you. <laughs> And to do some extra work on the side as well
0: nice and you're are you from france
1: yes i am okay
0: so so from france did you grow up in france or was it like okay from france i want to be a forensic artist i'm gonna or was it in the u.s
1: no it was so <laughs> so i grew up in france i was born in brazil but i grew up in france um and then i studied in the u.s okay so As I was studying in the U.S., I was doing a Bachelor in um, Fine Arts. I was doing illustrations and painting and um, some art degree. And um, I got interested in forensic art because I saw, um, I think it was on TV, I saw a Wanted poster that was hand-drawn. And I asked my... um, my roommates at the time was like, Oh, what is that? And they were like, Oh, it's uh forensic art. You can actually work uh with law enforcement as an artist. And I was like, oh, What? <laughs> is that very
0: niche, I mean? very niche.
1: Very niche. And I hadn't, you know, um heard of it of, of it um back in France. Um it's not something that's very popular at all. So I looked it up, I researched it, and um, I found out that there was a school, and there's like only one school in the entire world that focuses on all areas of expertise um, for being a forensic artist, and that was in Scotland. So I ended up over there after I finished my degree, um, and I ended up for in scotland for two years um and my degree was for a year and a half with an internship at the end Um, nice very interesting yeah
0: beautiful for the person that may not know what is a forensic artist
1: all right a forensic artist does four different things so four different areas of expertise you have um age progressions of missing people so when they go when they've been missing for a while they um they haven't been found so we can't presume that they're dead. So they might be missing Um, and we they still might be alive. So we create an image that would look like Um, what they would look like today. Um So we do that with uh, it can be children. It can be adults Um, sorts of different all sorts of different things. That's the first area of expertise second area of expertise will be um, facial reconstructions, so That's where you have uh, the remains of somebody. You don't know who they are. And the goal there is going to be to recreate a face either from morgue pictures or crime scene pictures or just uh, skeletal remains to recreate a face from that. So if you do that from... Um, more pictures or crime scene pictures um, usually you can just erase the trauma that's on the face uh, that way you can publish wow is viewable to the public so if there's a lot of blood or, um, you know cuts or something yeah. then we're just gonna photoshop it make it look like um, like they were alive. Um, so and it's in order to be able to publish an image that the public can view because you can't really you know, images so (laughs) and some of the some of the facial reconstructions we do um they are from skeletal remains so we don't have any you know skin anymore we just have the bones okay and we're going to do that either 2d or 3d so that depends on you know the case um but uh when it's very interesting for us to do 3d because we if we can get a ct scan of the skull we're wow gonna be able to recreate um we're going to be able to sculpt onto the bone structure and a new face we're going to be able to recreate the facial features um the skin um and we're gonna be able to do that in three D. So it's interesting to see. And we'll have we'll have like a bust that you can turn around and you can see. Um, and and then same process, you know, we um, you take pictures from this and um, um, publish these for people to be able to uh, see those images. Wow! And yeah, the last two areas of expertise um, are a couple like one will be something that i don't do here uh, it depends on you know the companies okay. and what the demand is but our composite sketches so when you have been you've been witness of a crime and you've seen the crime happen and you've probably seen somebody commit the crime yeah then i will come to you and i will ask you questions and i will be able to draw what their face looked like and what's wow <laughs> um so that's interesting for criminals right um, so I've had a, a few cases where um, I had to do that, and that was back in London. And the last area of expertise is facial comparison and analysis. So if you have um, somebody that committed a crime and you have you know a camera picture of CCTV yeah. or Or something of them that you can see, um, but it's a little blurry. It's not good quality. And then you have a suspect, and you um, law enforcement is going to ask you, um, "What are these the two? You know, the same people?" So you have to report and uh, uh, come up with uh, yes, it might be, or no, it's not. Um, That or if you have like passport disputes or something like this, um, or you know if you have a missing person and um you're just you know scrolling to facebook and you look you find somebody that looks like them and you're like oh that could be the same person so we're going to do a comparison then um things like that
0: wow when it comes to um the bit that you said the work that you do in london when a witness could that be in any environment prisons hospitals wherever the witness may be
1: so usually when i conduct the interviews i re- i have to be um interviewing the suspect the subject not the suspect the subject the witness in an area that um will make them comfortable so it can't be in a hospital it can't be in prison it has to be somewhere neutral so the the two that i conducted were on like it was on a military base but it was a um it was a lounge area, right? So okay. They had a couch, um, they had some food, they had some water, um, snacks. Foods, yeah, little snacks so they could feel rested and yeah. not oppressed by anything. Um so that's very that's something that's very important because the two people that uh that I um did those interviews at that time in that same area were a victim of rape. So um it's very important for them to feel safe to feel comfortable uh, for them to be able to talk to me and to be able to describe um, everything
0: when when you when you do this paloma because when you do say for example you do that you create a space for them to speak right so that means taking them back to the situation reliving certain things so then there's a lot of emotions that comes flooding where it be anger, it be frustration, where it be sorrow. How do you mm-hmm. cope with that in order to do your work professionally?
1: So, um, it's not as difficult for me as it is for them.
0: Oh, good <laughs> on you, girl, because <laughs> I work in healthcare, right? So sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like I went to work in a children's hospital, Great Ormond Street, it's in central London. I don't know if you know it. No, no. Uh, is it's is number three or four in the whole wide world so oh. we get patients from all over the world um very rare cases sometimes they even have you know the the twins that are joined together babies that are joined together by the head it's, what's it called it's great, called great ormond street a children's hospital okay yeah. and emotionally i just couldn't do it. i couldn't perform i was like this is nuts i can't yeah so so for anyone that's pursuing this career what advice could you give them
1: um, um, well, first of all, this, well, while we were talking about that and how, you know, how you feel about looking, cause I, I look at these, you know, gruesome images, yeah. um, most of the time they involve involve children. Um, oh. so my, uh, my, yeah, my day to day, um, full-time work is solely based on children so um and then my extra work outside of that is based um on you know adults but uh we see we see a lot of you know gruesome images um and it's something that um, you have to be prepared for yeah you have to be able to compartmentalize you have to be able to put that aside Um, and say okay this is what I have and be able to do your job on a different level and not um, let that portion invade your your everything because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do the job
0: you won't be able to perform it can really affect you and if you don't know and I feel like with time, it becomes a skill. And if you're like me, maybe you have to leave the job and you're just like, hell no. <laughs> and, and and that doesn't mean you're a failure, right? It just means that maybe the way you process emotions or maybe you're an extreme empath and it's okay. Of There's other areas. And um, Paloma, when it comes to doing your masters in scotland is the only place in the world and you did it in dundee like yeah. did did you know what you was getting into because i'm um, i grew up in london and i went up to york and it was a shock for me i was it was the first time leaving london and i got to york and i just couldn't hack it i couldn't handle it i was like this is so strange the p- the pace um the environment it was it was everything was so different
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it was it was very different so it's funny because at the time um so before i moved to dundee i was in california oh. so, uh, <laughs> three years and and i don't think i was i was ready for for, for where i was coming but you know it was there for for a specific course and yeah it was wonderful. but i struggled a lot with um because i learned english the accent the weather yeah, exactly. I learned English mostly, so I had to learn before um, going to college, right? So I I was able to follow classes and all that. But I mostly learned English while I was in California, and and then I moved to Scotland, and then I couldn't understand a single word. It's about- a
0: heavy accent. It's a very heavy. My my f- my family friend, um, he's like my dad. He's like my best friend. He's from Dundee and and now because he's he's lived in london so much but sometimes when he starts to tell jokes and that he goes into his radio and i'm like ooh,
1: <laughs> but you know it's like everything else you get used to it uh the more you're on it in immersed in it you just um um i would picked up it was very hard for me at first to understand what they were saying if i heard you know somebody speaking on the bus or on the metro on the train or on the phone right it was like the most difficult part but my i've moved a lot um since since i was a kid so i was used to you know starting over adapting and adapting yeah um but yeah it was it was a wonderful experience yeah
0: wow one of the questions that you always seem to get a lot i was looking at your socials was do we have to go to dundee to do it
1: (laughs) well if you want the full experience and the the all you know the expertise on all four of the areas yes there is uh, for example in the u.s um there are, I like, I teach uh, age progression okay. and facial reconstruction. but those So are that's many- two out of the four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have um, facial analysis as well that um, some, you know, you can find some classes, but uh, it's usually a workshop. So meaning that it lasts for a week. Okay. It's maximum a week. So you're going to do a week on age progression or a week on facial reconstruction. So that's the only thing that you can find here in the US and Scotland has a full program and it's a master's in sciences and it's the full, the full amount of, you know, one year of anatomy, of life, of life drawing and, um, dissection classes and how to do age progressions and how to work with Photoshop and how to work with 3D and how to work with, you know, sculpture and everything. So... If you want the whole, you know, yeah. experience and the, all the um, areas of expertise, then Dundee is the place to be. Yeah.
0: Wow! I love it. I love it. Um, when it came to the dissection classes, what did that look like?
1: Um, so Dundee University has a um, a very big medical. Um, okay a section so they have a huge morgue that um the their medical student use um so we were able to um have a few classes in the morgue um to study because we would study um face the face yeah. and the neck right so okay anything below we didn't do but just the face up the neck up so it was very interesting because some some of the people in the class couldn't, so it was you know if you if you're not up for it, you yeah. could sit the class out. And, but for me, that was the most interesting part.
0: <laughs> and it's needed <clears throat> to a certain extent. It's needed as a skill.
1: Yeah, it's part of the anatomy, you know. So and you have to know everything that happens over there.
0: <laughs> what I love about it is that they also gave you an internship at the end, right?
1: Yes. So you have the, during the summer month, you have a thesis project to accomplish and to finish up and you have to present at the end. But at the end, when you're finished with those uh, thesis, then they have different um, contacts around the U the U S the Wow. Turkey, um, a few opportunity um, in in scotland in london they had in i think it depends wow. on the years but way back then that was what you know the, the the internships were um i had when i like when i finished when i did my thesis i did my thesis with the museum of edinburgh and very I, close I, very lucky very close and i continued Ooh. on do four or five months after that with them when the class when the course was over so I continued on I stayed in Edinburgh I moved to Edinburgh um stayed there for a few months did the internship and then moved to London um and then they had they also had a uh, internship in one internship in the U.S. which is uh nice now the company that I work for because um, I went Year wow i went to do that internship uh over here for 3 months um came back to the to the uk to london waited long waited a long time 3 years before a position opened for a forensic artist um and applied and now i've been here for 5 years yeah
0: where are you in now
1: Andrea? in
0: okay lovely lovely you were taking me back to london i was like oh okay um so when it came to being in London, um, I read that you're a consultant and a part-time art mm-hmm. teacher, and in the meantime, you was growing your reputation. And it took was it three, four mm-hmm. years to get a, a foren- four years to get a forensic artist job. Yeah,
1: to get to yeah. um, the job that I have now, which is a full-time position as okay. a forensic artist, um, because in the in the UK, I would be a consultant, so I would have jobs here and there. I was. Listed as okay. a forensic artist um, consultant on the National Crime Agency, um, they, they have a list of different, you know, consultants, and they have a, a okay. specific, uh, set, uh, um, you know, area for forensic artists, uh, forensic imaging specialists, and so um, I would um, get contracted through their um, through them, um, but it was yeah, it was um, part time. Mm-hmm yeah
0: how was um how was the journey because it's 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 a very long journey right to get to where you are it's like yes we finally got it what advice would you give to any aspiring students that are feeling very discouraged they're like well i'm not being recognized i'm not getting that amount of work i need what tips would you give them
1: so um the first tip that i would give them is that um usually it's very rare if you get you know, a full-time job right away, okay. um, in this area, right? So, the my, you know, um, my journey was to keep that in the back of my mind. This is what I wanted. I wanted to be a full-time and doing this, yeah. and start with building your reputation, building a name, um, and have something else. You have like at first, you have to have something else on the side, but don't make this, you know, your primary. Um, your primary goal—just make this as you know your something to pay your bills, right? And yeah. still have your goal in mind for forensics and trying to find jobs and contacts. the The main thing is to make contacts with people in this area because it's so niche and so and so small. Um, one other thing is for me it didn't work out because I couldn't. Uh, but if you get involved with law enforcement. Um, depending on where you live or where you are, um, depending on your nationality. Um, that's also a plus uh, because it will get you a step closer to that. Uh, for me it didn't work because I was in Lo- I was in London but as a French citizen so I couldn't be a part of law enforcement there. I couldn't be a part in London.
0: They're very picky. they're very it's very even even working in the airport it's like they want to see the British citizen as well yeah. Um,
1: it's um it's difficult it's going to take a while but it's not impossible like i'm the proof you know the i'm the i'm the proof of it that it's really not impossible even if you're not from that country so yeah it was just longer i guess I,
0: yeah um i love it when do we do facial reconstruction so you
1: do facial reconstructions when you find um remains so you find somebody that okay is already dead already deceased um but you do not know who they are and okay it usually comes as a last resort situation when for example dna is not possible um or you know the case is very old so there's no more dna or dna has been lost or like a last resort situation if it's a cold case you know and so What's a cold it's case? A case that um, hasn't, hasn't been resolved. Been resolved in so long. Okay. Um, so it's still a case that exists, but it's it still has.
0: That's on file.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So it's nice Okay. Usually,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, thank you. And when it comes to age progression, um, I've seen I've seen your work when you do what? What is it? The eyes, the chin, that tends to change over time.
1: So, Um, it's different if you do age progressions on children and if you do age progressions on adults. So if you start with adults, for example, there, there's one thing that you need to take into consideration is gravity. So everything wrinkles, um, everything that you, for example, the corners of the eyes are going to start sloping down. Same for the corner of the eyebrows, tip of the nose is going to go down, corners of the mouth are going to go down, gravity right and then your skin also is going to be like like sagging a little bit more right um when it comes to children um if we're talking about you know maybe four or five years old and then you have to age progress them to teenage years right uh the main thing is that their face is not grown fully grown already so the main thing is that you're gonna drag you know the from the nose down you're gonna drag that down a little bit to elongate the face so that's the main thing to do
0: (laughs) beautiful when it comes to um um it's such a nice experience that you did the to have to do to be able to do your master's and to have an internship behind it right um when it comes to someone that's in the u.s that's not like well at the moment i'm unable to go to scotland i'm unable to fly across the pond when it comes to networking where should i go should i go to art places should they try and connect with law enforcement yeah
1: um there are what i did was to connect with people from the from the you know, from the field, um, trying to ask them what they do, how they get connected, and all that. So, make connection. Okay. Honestly, my first connections that I um, that I found were through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great for you know finding people, professionals. professionals there's a lot in that area, um, so you'll make connections with law enforcement and from professionals of that field, and it's also. Um, it's also like making yourself shown, right? So you have to um, go to conferences. They, have, they okay. have forensic science conferences where there's always, you know, a part of um, forensic art that's involved. So you okay. have to find these. Um, go to them just like one day or two if you can afford it um, and make sure that...
0: Tends to be pricey. It is Start saving pocket money from so so. by the time it comes out, you can purchase your ticket. They, do they tend to be all over the world or is it in specific I mean, places?
1: Uh, the ones that I was interested in were in the US. Um, okay. I do know that there are some, like a few in London, but I'm not sure uh, which one I would need to research it. Um, but making, yeah, making connections, being patient, that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, and and try to do you know if you can't go to that program um that year program then try to do some workshops so try to focus on one area learn this one and then when you have the money and a time try to do another one and yeah
0: just try. beautiful for do, do you educate people in, in the two that you I said
1: do. um i do that through my company um okay we teach we teach regularly like a few times a year uh law enforcement officials um mostly yeah mm.
0: beautiful how How long does that how, how long is, is it like a workshop like a week a or workshop. how
1: it's a week like my next workshop is only uh three days because they're only focusing on one um specific area but um see i'm flying to uh, denmark to do that so
0: wow um, beautiful i love it um do you recommend any books or oh, for the person that's like okay i'm still tapping into it my local library mm-hmm. doesn't have the the books the specialized information that there i need some
1: books around there and and, yeah i would i would need to you know um to like whip up a list or something but there's some books from uh uh carolyn wilkinson that's a bit that's a good one she was um the the one who created the class uh, the course in dundee and so she's written articles and a book um a couple books i think um on the other side of the pond so in the us we have um, karen taylor she's the biggest forensic artist um in this area uh we have Steve Mankuzi that uh, is down in Florida who's written a book about composite sketches. Um, Karen Taylor does uh, facial reconstructions and she's based off of Texas and she teaches as well. So you can find some workshops over there. Um, Lewis Gibson would do um, hand-drawn age progressions and facial reconstructions as well. Um, yeah, there's like a few people here and there yeah
0: beautiful i had a question about linkedin and trying to get to people because the way linkedin works is is within your network and the third person in your circle does that make sense so so if we're a student if we're from a small neighborhood and how how can we get through to them unless it's the paid version right
1: paid version yes so i don't have the paid version um i did have it for a little bit uh i did like a you know like a a month of free or something like that and i use that to make um all the connections that i wanted to be able okay. to or send a message right um so then now i'm just on on the free side of it and uh it's either through their connection so you have like one more step okay. i think it's you yes know that you have somebody in common in that yeah and then you just
0: within the mutual friends and it will allow you to proceed one further step and if you're not it will hold you like you won't even be able yeah. to see nothing or even try and send them a friend request oh.
1: yeah, just, you know, like don't like, just google the person um and find out like most of the time they would have websites they would have uh, you mm-hmm. know the company that i work for and you can find their email and just contact them that way that's what i did when i was blocked
0: perfect it, it, it's just being curious and and just okay so this this door shuts okay a window opens let's go let's go through a different avenue i saw um one of your cases it's now on netflix lester Il- is it lester ill oh, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yes
0: a few yeah H- how yeah how did how did that work out like that must have been so exciting to now see on netflix and be like wow like i've worked on this project
1: <laughs> it was great because it was something that uh, you know um, was planned ahead, so we had a uh, filming crew and everything in the office. Um, but it was it was very interesting. So they had um, they had left a camera for me. They weren't here all the time, but they were. They had left a camera uh, just behind me, facing the screen. So they would do. They did a time lapse of how I worked and from start to finish uh, for the image. Um, so that was very interesting um yeah but i was you know it took me took me a day to do it like most you know most age progressions do take a day or two to do um so it took me a day to do and uh and then we had to do some touch-ups and stuff like that but yeah it was yeah it was, wow see, yeah they wanted what? to see like a version with glasses and a version with that okay
0: mask, yeah. Yeah. nice when it comes to equipment, how, how, how did you begin with, like, did you always have, I don't know when tablets came out, when did tablets come out? So when you was a student, what equipment, was it always the tablet? Because I see you with the drawing pen and the and tablet.
1: So I, when it was just me, I had, so I had my computer, I had um, okay. Photoshop, which is, you know, um, I had like a paid version, I had bought my own version um and now there's like deals and stuff like that but and I had a tablet um oh I don't have it here it was a little tablet that was um so with a pen and you draw on the tablet right and you see what's going on on the screen um oh wow the um, with what I work now I have um, access to bigger tablets that are uh sensitive touch sensitive so i don't have to like the tablet is a screen so i i actually draw on it and, and it's the full screen so it's um i have at home you know i have a small one um it's this side this size a little bit okay nice um, and for my full-time job it's the size of a tv it's like this big it's like yeah, wow! It's the one that I use, you know, that I did. Um, Lester Ubank's on. It's huge, just like this.
0: <laughs> wow! So, so okay. So definitely, when it comes to equipment, we have the tablet and we have Photoshop. We need to be Photoshop savvy. And then do we? And then it comes with one of the lecturers that you mentioned. One of the people that writes textbooks. He does on paper as well. Some,
1: yes, um, some of the. Some of the older generation um, was still sculpt uh, with clay and do age progressions uh, by hand, right? So we do everything now with technology. We do everything on the computer. Like, no questions asked. It's just computer-based. So it's a lot easier. It's a lot faster. Less messy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% when it comes to creating a community because sometimes on our journey it could be very lonely right especially if we're waiting for that job to come up and maybe we have to do ruby consultancy ruby um like in your case um we were doing art classes on the side um from your course or in general is it easy to create a community like to support each other or to get information or ruby in any no, it wasn't way
1: very it wasn't very easy like you had to work for it for sure uh, because okay. I didn't know around me um, after the course in Dundee the course that I did we were very international so there's like maybe a couple people from Dundee a couple people from um, England a few from you know the U.S. I was from France there's like w- one girl from Japan um, one girl from Germany so all these people after they did the course they you know you know we all split up so we stayed in touch a little bit but there was like no proper support to where I was to help me guide through that. So and it was a little bit of a it was a little bit difficult because after the the class, you know, the course ended you were you were on your own. So you had to, you know, create your own contacts and your own your own work and make it happen for yourself. Yeah
0: wow powerful powerful because if we because it's so niche it's, it's like that right but sometimes when we do something else it's like the community is already there like say for example healthcare do you want to be a nurse it's like there's a nurse everywhere so it's just yeah so it's just knowing to to just go for it and, and not be discouraged because the lo- the the path and the journey can be lonely and if it's you within your community that's that's going alone you will create the path for other people to to come through paloma tell me about your work on socials on tiktok
1: so, <laughs> it's really funny because i started that i had you know posted here and here and there on instagram so I did, you know, post some what I was working on and some cases and all that. But during the pandemic, um, in lockdown, I was I was bored. And I was like, oh, oh, well, everybody's talking about TikToks. So I'm going to go try it. <laughs> and at first, did you know Did you know it's going to blow up the way it did? You no, know, because like at first I would just um, post my my travels, right, like my my camping that's what everyone does right everybody's doing this so obviously it didn't go anywhere um and i was like huh i wonder if like if i post something about my work or what i do and like skulls and stuff like that and the first video that i posted had three hundred thousand views the first one i was like okay maybe i've got something there (laughs) so i continued on um continued on for a little bit uh did that for so since when was the pandemic started 2020 2020
0: yeah everything's a bluff like honestly i think i've just because i worked in I, I just
1: decided to block it out i don't even know so i started posting things right um and the the content um at first was a little bit different to what i do now because i was just posting things and not posting as much cases as i do now because now i you know team up with my company where i work as a full-time forensic artist to post those cases um but so since i've been doing this um i've been having some requests from people from tiktok to do some side work so this is like my other my other job right so in my day-to-day job my nine-to-five
0: tick tick like as in as in your audience or the tiktok company mm,
1: my audience the audience so
0: which is like we, we're so close to he, hitting three hundred thousand yeah, followers yeah. now
1: i i did hit it and then i went down a little bit and i was like oh so i'm still like trying to navigate how it works but um so my day-to-day job i focus on um children's cases Children that are missing, right? So on TikTok, I found out that people who see my videos have been asking if I can do the same process of age progressions, but on family members that have passed and they would want to see how they look now. So that became most of my requests from tiktok users seeing my videos and commenting and saying hey can i get this done for my family for my friend for me and so that's the other part of the job
0: i saw the little girl seven year old that had been murdered um so beautiful and and so i I can just imagine the emotion that once they receive a portrait like that—it's like wow! Imagine if she would be here with us. Imagine how beautiful she would be, wow! So, so mostly age progression from there. And and did you know it was go- going to blow up? Did you know it would result in in consultancy and no, other work?
1: Because it's funny because I post the exact same thing on Instagram and TikTok and TikTok the algorithm, uh, right? And I didn't, so I'm like. <laughs> I'm still like trying to like understand it but I didn't know I didn't I had no idea that um and it's also I think a very different um um I think people that use TikTok are younger than people using Instagram and Facebook so yeah it's a very different uh, community I guess yeah so I'm just still trying to navigate it
0: have you tried Pinterest no Mm-mm. you should definitely try Pinterest yeah because when it comes to, like you say, it's, it's all so, so different because even with Pinterest, the results that I'm getting, Pinterest acts as a search engine. So you could put like a video that you've done on just what you do. You, the content that you have on TikTok, pass it to Pinterest and, and you either will put as the link back to your TikTok or back to your company or back to your website or back to your work. And even just i started doing and i don't even have a following and it's got 2300 views a month so so it's just interesting that even if you don't have followers or anything i have no followers at all because my community do not use pinterest (laughs) it's not really out there it's only certain individuals that look at it for where, where we um is it, i have a friend that does it to view you know the cheese boards or, or stuff like that and it's like okay clearly you're not going to look at my profile because it's it's not related anyway but um yeah paloma would you write a book like a textbook would it be education would it be on your journey would it be just anything information um
1: right now i don't think so Um in the future probably um i've written articles of in the past Mm -hmm. but mostly because I had to not because I wanted to (laughs) okay Uh, okay I don't know know. yeah but maybe in the future yeah Yeah.
0: would you ever do I know I know I know your work took part in Netflix would you ever do like a documentary or partner
1: I would love yeah absolutely um I don't know I don't know what would it be um but yeah that would be that would be fantastic
0: <laughs> it could be so so awesome would you ever start a podcast
1: maybe that's a good question yeah
0: maybe I think
1: it's like it would be interesting if because there's image content you know so it would have to be um yeah it would have to be
0: on- youtube and spotify now allow youtube allows for video and uh, spotify allows for video podcast as well if you wanted to do that so depending on how you wanted to do it or if you wanted to do it information um you could have Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what is it face reconstruction or whatever age process and you could have your video there and then you you talking or you and video on the other side or something like that yeah um
1: explain the case and
0: all exactly um paloma if you had a billboard on the side of the highway what would it say the highway, a billboard on the side of the highway.
1: Oh. Um, well, you know, I've had...
0: A billboard? You've had a billboard
1: before? Yes. You go, girl! Yes. Uh, well, it was not for me, but it was with, you know, one of our missing children. Um, so the age progression that was made was made up onto a billboard. I think it was in Philadelphia. It was a couple of years back. So we had um i think the family had it done um so we they had the billboard
0: or was who
1: they, did they pay for the billboard i think they did or they sponsors had, you know some it's not cheap sponsors and community yeah it's very expensive and so they had their you know the picture of their kid missing wow. the age progression that i did and then reward uh who to contact
0: there's always hope and as families like when we love someone we never give up like never 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 um what is your favorite book
1: Huh uh i don't think i've found it yet
0: <laughs> nice i love that one so that's what i always say because i always ask this question and it's like over 100 episodes i'm like i just can't keep up anymore so yeah that's that's my question um tell me about your work tell me about your services do you have an etsy shop as well tell me about that
1: oh yeah so well that, that's a little bit i want to stand by but um it's uh it's more about the work the you know the artwork right so i draw little skulls and stuff like that and i was like oh i could put them in you know in little cards and and see if they sell and sometimes i do sometimes i don't it's and i haven't been very active on it to be honest so i should probably take (laughs) do that a little bit more but um it's just a very because i'm you know i i I was an artist before i became a forensic artist so it's nice to go back to that also every once in a while to paint and just or draw or you yeah, and not have to deal with <laughs> you know gruesome images so that's a good way to relax and decompose and just
0: a hundred percent i feel like when we work in such a stressful environment we have to find ways and even if that means for you just something more calming, something more, you know, with not so much pressure, something that's more easy, easy, easy on the heart, easy on on the mind, right? Because sometimes when we stick to work and and we see everyone, everyone that's involved, there's so much stress, there's so much emotion, there's so much hurt, there's so much pain. So it's like learning to channel those emotions. Um, Paloma, tell us about your work on tiktok as in if we want an age progression is it just uh, age progressions that you do or do you do like drawings too
1: no um well you know i've been the only uh thing that i've been requested okay was age progression so if there is anything else i'm open to it but that was like the main part
0: beautiful beautiful and tell us about you tell us about your socials. How can we connect with you?
1: Uh, TikTok mainly, <laughs> I guess, uh, which is Galaxy Forensics, and I am also on Instagram as the same handle, Galaxy Forensics. Um, yeah, and that's that's the main ones that I use. Um, I don't really use Facebook. Uh, I I try to. Um, because it's already like a lot of work, um, so I try to narrow it down to just a few. You know,
0: it can be, like it can be, it can be a little bit overwhelming. If not, the same content that you have on TikTok, just put it on. That's what I told my previous guest, and she's been doing that now. It's so funny, yeah. But it works. It works because it's because of the algorithm the audience will be different the community would be different so it's just bringing more awareness to that but it can be super hard it is you have all these things and especially if people are asking questions people are commenting or liking and it's like then you have to respond um tell us about and, uh, what are you gonna say um
1: i was gonna say we have also um so the people that you know are um I have a couple people that did the same class with me. There's four of us. Um, two two of us did the same year, you know, in Dundee, and then um, another friend did a couple years after, and then the fourth friend did maybe like five or six years after, and we all like did um, a workshop. That's beautiful, in, uh, in Florida, and so we've uh, decided to create, you know, another um another platform on not a platform but to create another uh handle on Instagram and TikTok and it's called Figure 25 and so we also um offer all of these services to anybody who would want them so families or law enforcement um so age progressions and you know um facial reconstructions and mostly age progressions but uh composite sketches and all that so we all graduated from the same place Um, we all did, you know, some forensic work together. And so now we're also doing like branching out here and there and trying to like create our own little, uh, uh, on our own little that's
0: that's that's so important and and it's beautiful to see community because what i realized on my journey with with podcasting is you need community community is so important in every shape or form because some days you feel discouraged some days you need advice mm-hmm. some days will be tips so community is very important mm-hmm. when it came to um the friend that did it five six years where did you meet up with her was it like later on in the job how did you know she was also in dundee
1: Oh so she um she the one I'm thinking from of um it's so Hannah Hannah did the course i think 2 okay. years after me so i did my course back in i finished back in 2013 wow. so 10 years ago oh my gosh I'm old uh,
0: so much information so much wisdom so much life experience
1: 10 years, oh my gosh so she did that course about you know 2 yeah. 2 or 3 years after me found me on instagram started chatting up and say like how did you get a job what how how
0: well, was how she already work? in dundee or was this after she, she oh. was just
1: finishing she had just finished and um we ended up going to the same workshop in the us um that way we met up there and we became friends um she turns out she also did an internship in the company oh. that i work for now full-time so um we had you know very similar uh, similar background um and so we stayed friends um maggie the other uh, friend paloma uh,
0: how, how did she know it was you how did she know did people tell her oh paloma also went to dundee or did she was she just using it as a search engine on instagram
1: i think she she was using it and i think i, m- oh, okay. I had mentioned it on social media at some point yeah, yeah wow I and um and at that uh, workshop um I met uh, Maggie, who was here on u s territory and was interesting in doing this and so a few years later she went to Scotland in the course and that was back um,
0: for for the individual that's like overseas um because I know university fees are more expensive for an international student um how does that work for the- for the aspiring student do they get a, a like a loan in or do they need to pay cash or do they get that in? because i think they get the loan from their country and then that's how they pay for it but i don't know if there's other options
1: i'm not sure because i was european oh. so i paid the and european at that and that, that,
0: that so the time you did it was very it was cheaper than what it is now
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cheaper. And it was also cheaper than, you know, people coming from the US doing the course in London and leaving because they would charge, obviously, more.
0: Okay, the whole maneuver. So that's one thing to really be getting into contact with the university, asking for the prospectus or even if it means open day, or sometimes nowadays they do open day virtual events. So it's just like just getting into contact. And I love that you said that you've created um, the company with the other... Um, Yeah, yeah, because it's it's hard. It's hard when you're seeking information. And to have you in one area, in one business, means that at least people are not looking for questions, for not answers. We'll be networking. We'll be also getting the work from the best of the best. So thank you, Paloma. Thank you, Paloma, for coming on Gentle Touch. Thank you for being such a light and being so honest because sometimes we see we see the job we see everything that comes with it and we don't know how hard it is to get there so with you just being so open about it took four years to get the full-time job I did internships I I traveled from across the globe to be able to do it in Dundee I don't think I would be able to handle it emotionally because I went up to York and I did one year and even then York is like down there it's not even in 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 there I was like, I can't handle this. Like, what is this? So it's like just being super, super mega brave and and for the work you're doing because it's, I think in, in, in the world we live in, there could be so much coldness, so much trauma, so much hurt and your work brings like a sense of relief, peace and healing. So thank you so much, Padoma. You're
1: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very, very welcome. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.